hectic. And we just want a little bit of coziness in our lives. And what's cozier than a steaming mug of sweetness, a warm blanket, a cute dog, and a Hallmark movie? Welcome to the cabin, everybody. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Gina. How are you? Chilly. <laughs> it's chilly. Don't yeah. you think it's perfect that we're doing love on Iceland? I do, because I feel like this is my own personal Iceland right now. I know. Yeah. I mean, our house is freezing. I know, but it says like 75. It's lying. Well, it may be lying, but I swear it's like winter reaches in through all those little spaces. And grabs your soul. And I wasn't going <laughs> that far. Because <laughs> it's not that cold. But like, just finds little ways into your house. I know. sucks out all the heat. So you're filling in for Emily again. She's going to be back uh, this weekend. And I talked for Emily. Uh, yay. I talked to her and she said she feels like she's doing the first episode all over again. Um, but before we get started, I do want to give a shout out to her daughter, Evie, who turned 13. That's right. And your mom, Mimi. So I want to give a shout out. To, they have the same birthday, which I think is incredible. I know. And it's so, hard to always remember Evie's. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that's awesome. That is awesome. So Emily will be Evie's back an with amazing us. Amazing kid. So is my mom. So it must yeah. be something about. It was the something day. about the day. I yep. think you're right. Um, so happy so, birthday, Evie. Uh, happy birthday, Mimi. So love on Iceland is uh, Caitlin mm-hmm. Doubleday, Colin Donnell, Patty Mirren. Um, it's directed by Claire Neater Prume. I hope I, I said that right. Um, but before we get to that, you than me trying to say that. <laughs> before mm-hmm. we get to that, let's talk about our drink. Um, so we're 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 doing a an a, it's an apple drink. It has an apple base to mm-hmm. it. Um, so what I did was this is my own concoction, I guess you could say. Um, I took apple juice and let it simmer on the stove uh, with some cinnamon in it, cinnamon sticks, mm. honey. Put a little bit of honey in it. Um, Two bags of Tazo's cinnamon spice tea. Okay. And I let it um, simmer for probably close to 45 minutes. So I really let it, um, you know, mix up. Uh, And then I I took it out. Added a tad bit more cinnamon, a little bit of salted caramel. Oh, like ground cinnamon? Yeah. Okay. A little bit of star- salted caramel. Um, and then I ended it with some red hot whiskey. Uh-huh. So that's our drink. It's a way to end everything, right? Right. Red well, hot whiskey. And we're drinking it mm-hmm. from our mugs that say parenting style survivalist. Because <laughs> that's our parenting style right now. That's survivalist. Right. right. Um, we, it's, I'm not sure if it's what it says about us that we look up to the hex as parenting models. That's fine. Actually, we don't. It just helps ease yes. the, the stress. But as that it, one episode when... Um, Mike is searching for the correct way to describe their parenting style. Yes, and she says relax. Relax. Our yes. parenting style is relax. Our parenting style is survivalist. Yes. And so we have a lot of parenting styles. We just adapt. This is the drink for after your two-year-old goes to bed. Now wait a minute. That was last time's drink too. Mm-hmm. Or another drink we had. This needs a different name than Do you after your two-year-old. The theme? No. <laughs> That's the theme. After your two-year-old goes to bed, and this is really good. Mmm. This is really good. I like it. I'm not sure if it's the whiskey, but it's got a nice little snap to it, too. I am fan of basically anything made with apple uh-huh. and anything made with cinnamon. I thought you were going to say whiskey, but <laughs> cinnamon's No, good. not all whiskeys, but the, the um, what is it, like a red hot whiskey, you said, yeah. right? 
So like the red hot candies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I developed a taste for hey, last can I year? Freeze those like on popsicle sticks. Maybe. Yeah. I developed last year when I had I had pneumonia and my my throat was sore and I was just a mess. You'll remember this. I developed a nice taste for An honey whiskey. Problem? No. No. For honey whiskey, because it was the only thing that soothed everything which i don't really understand i mean there's gotta be something medicinal people are always talking about it well i think it was just mixing with my medicine or you just don't care no yeah it made me feel better which All is right. funny because there's probably like a teaspoon or tablespoon full of it but since we're oh, not was drinkers yeah. yes that's exactly what it is all right so um good but this good is drink a, this is a good drink great drink so to keep love on iceland yes okay perfect so um let's take a break for a second okay we can um refill up our mugs because you and i have already drank the entire the entire <laughs> I still mug. Have a little bit left yeah come on i can see the bottom of your mug you do not have a little bit left all right so let's fill this up and we will be back and just love on iceland love on iceland i'm so excited for this Gina, we're back. Here we are. So, Love on Iceland was or is Hallmark's third installment of Winterfest. Okay. Um, it is. It, it's really funny. I did talk to Emily about it today because she she was not really a fan of like she didn't want to see this one. I don't know why. Huh. I don't know if she has something against Iceland, but it's a secret <laughs> hatred. I told her because you know we're talking to the Hallmarkies podcast people. I know. I'm so excited. For I know you guys. at the end of this month, and I said, listen, we got to cover them all because right. we're going to have to talk about right. it. Right. Um, I have to say. My expectations weren't high going in because here's what I thought. I figured that they're going to go in guns a-blazing with um, Winter and Vale, right? Big, big yeah. to-do right after Christmas. Okay. We need it, all that kind of stuff. And then I figured, okay, that, I mean, that was good. It was hard to beat that. I've already told schnitzel, you. I don't, schnitzel Fest. Schnitzel Fest. None of strudel Fest was crazy. All right. And then we get to um, Chad Michael Murray. Mm -hmm. And that that one was, I, I I thought he was great. It was so good. He was so funny. And then so we're in the third week, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's gonna start going downhill. Mm -hmm. It didn't. No, it was good. Love on Iceland was fantastic. And I have to say, I didn't really. I'm not familiar with the the actors and actresses in this movie. Neither, neither am I. And so I was surprised by that because sometimes you know, like. You know, Lacey Chabert, I'm pretty much going to like whatever she's in. Exactly. You know, because... And we've talked Lacey about that Chabert, before. Right. Right. Brennan Elliott, same thing. Same it's thing. Just, exactly. I like them. Tyler Hines, same mm -hmm. thing. You know, mm -hmm. you like them, you're going to like what they do. Right. But I wasn't familiar with these guys. So mm -hmm. I was a little bit, eh, I don't know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. So you might remember, actually, Caitlin Doubleday was from Christmas at Graceland. Um, she's been in Nashville and Empire, among many other things. Colin Donnell, um, Arrow, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Um, so he's got it covered. And actually, which you may not know, Patty Muran, which is Isabella, the best friend. Mm -hmm. That is Colin's wife in real life. That's amazing. So 
she is actually on Broadway in Frozen right now. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'm pretty sure she's beautiful red. Oh my gosh, hair. I think she's Anna right now. Um, oh, wait a minute, Anna was the redhead one, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you and I were sorry, Frozen parents. I hate to say this, but you and I weren't Frozen. We've seen it. We weren't I know, Frozen fans. I wasn't a fan of it. But I mean, well, we it only saw cold. it once. <laughs> Just kidding. We only saw it once. I know. We should probably watch yeah, it. Yeah, we should see it again. Um, okay, so Emily, I when that I was weird for them. Well, when I was talking to Emily this morning, she said that she didn't think there was any chemistry between Chloe and Charlie. Okay. I politely disagreed with her because I think there was chemistry between them. I think that you could tell that they had a past relationship. I think that there were still, there was like a... I don't know if it was chemistry, but there was a comfort level there that, oh, we're back together. It Mm -hmm. it feels like home. That's what it was. It feels like home. And I think in in the realm of epic love stories, when that's what we're talking about, that feeling of feeling like home, I think that made it successful. I, I see what she's saying, but I think I wonder if her opinion was colored. Because of the fact that she didn't wasn't looking forward to this one anyway. Did do you, so you think they had chemistry? See. I think they did, but it wasn't like other movies I've seen. I think Charlie, to me, I could see more of his feelings displayed and his the his facial movements, his gestures, his than with hers. Okay, but I don't know because she did have more of a front up. I think flashback but I think as her character, she would have had more of a front up. Flashback to Tyler Hines in Winter in Vale. Yeah. The way he looked at Lacey Chabert. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this. um, Emily and I talked about this. You and I talked about this. He looked at her and you could see that that he had that love for her. Charlie does the same thing for Chloe. Right. But I don't know that Chloe does the same thing the same way. Okay. But, and I don't know if it's the character or the way that they, you know, they've created the character. If she's supposed to be sort of more self-protective i think she is maybe i don't know mm-hmm. we can kind of discuss things that maybe we see along the way right i I, th- I think she is okay so let's talk about iceland uh it is apparently the land of fire and ice that makes sense to me uh-huh i mean that scenery oh my gosh it was stunning it was stunning but still bitterly cold <laughs> well, you know what? This is this is really funny. The highest temperature ever recorded there was in a, a southern fjord at 86 degrees. Wow. That was the highest temperature. They probably didn't know what to do with themselves. They normally, but normally, like in Reykjavik, the temperatures apparently are closer to New York City. Oh, okay. So. I never would have guessed that. It's not really extreme. It's do you also, know what part of Iceland this was filmed in? Um, no. I should know that. Um. It's also... You can't know everything, Gina. Iceland... <laughs> now, if Emily were here, we know her purpose. Emily would research. know. Yeah, she... Between the two of you, you would know. Emily, um... Sorry. Iceland is about the size of the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. I did not know okay. that either. I knew it was not large. It, and it's really funny. If you look at, um... Because the, the Icelandic language has not changed in the thousands of years it's been... They actually have the oldest democracy. It was formed in 930. Wow. Yes. So the oldest democracy. How does it differ? Um, it, it's mostly a representational democracy. Okay. And that's a social studies teacher in me coming out. I know. Um, so, <laughs> but it's a thirst for knowledge we all have. The Icelandic language is 
close to Old Norse, and it, they can still actually read ancient texts because the language hasn't changed very much. It's amazing. Yeah, and they they go by first names. And I remember this from the movie when Johan said, "Yes, I'm the that that last part of his name was the son of, of. and that's the only way that it differs." So if you look at an Icelandic, so tr- I didn't know that. If that's you look at an Icelandic telephone book, it's everyone's listed by their first name. Ah. And to keep it within the language, apparently you have to choose from an approved list of names or have the name approved. You can't go outside. So I guess you can't name your, your kid Chris or something, something like that. <laughs> well, there is a Christian in the movie. But that's, well, yeah, I guess you could shorten it. Um, but you have to go from an approved wow. list of names, which I thought was really interesting. Is there a purpose to keep I think it's to keep, culture? well, the culture and to keep the language. Hmm. So it doesn't, you know, splinter. Because I think it's only um, a very small, only like 9% of people who live on the island are foreign born. I can't believe that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you... Well, I guess maybe some of us couldn't handle that cold weather all the time. But it's, I'll tell you what I could handle. There are no mosquitoes in Iceland. That is a win. Yeah, they do have insects, flies. but they pretty much don't, they don't really serve any purpose. But just living in Ohio, <laughs> where you walk out in the summertime and you're eaten alive, you can literally lose 10 pounds. <laughs> I can handle being in Iceland and not having to deal with mosquitoes. That would be incredible. Wow. Wouldn't that be cool? I am curious about what the what bugs they do have and why do they exist if they don't have a purpose. Right. Well, it reminds I mean, obviously me... Obviously, they have a purpose. It reminds me of the old Ellen, De, Ellen DeGeneres routine where she's on the phone to God, which is one of my favorite ones. And she's like, God, I just wanted to ask you, you know, what, like, for example, is the purpose of fleas? Mm-hmm. And he, she's like, oh, okay. And this was one of my earliest memories of her. And I laugh so hard when I saw this. And she, she's talking to God. She goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she said, I had no idea how many people were employed by the flea collar industry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, maybe it's something like that. <laughs> All right. So we're off topic. Let's get back to the movie. So I'm we, sorry. See, you brought in the interesting facts. I'm sorry. So we have our heroine here, Chloe, mm-hmm. and her uh, love interest, Charlie. What we don't know about them is they do have a past. There is a group of people who went to Northwestern together, and they would travel together. Um, they have since graduated. They're doing their own thing. The majority of them are living in Chicago still. And that's where we find Chloe, who is a producer for podcasts, which I thought was very interesting. I did, too. I thought it was kind of an interesting name, Racket Podcast. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. And so she's listening to a podcast. And she doesn't actually host a podcast. No, she just she's produces. A producer. So she comes up with all the ideas and right. makes and them happen. You thought this was interesting. She was listening to a woman talk about Iceland in the podcast. Right, because the first, there on the, you know how they used to show a little clip to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's a lady being interviewed and she had just, she'd had a trip to Iceland. And when I was watching her, she was so serene when she was talking about it. Like this was the she was best very peaceful. place ever. Yeah. This is like my version of Colorado, I think. Yeah. You know, and she said, 
And she'd taken a trip to Iceland and it had set her free mm-hmm. and it inspired her and enabled her to move on and to try different things. Right. And at the end of the podcast, which I think just sets a tone for the whole movie, this podcast ends with, you know, may you find your own story. Mm-hmm. So you see Chloe, and as a matter of fact, whoever she's talking to says, is that a rap waiting yeah. for her to say it? And she's lost in thought. Right. And then you can tell that she's just a bit unsettled. She goes into, um, I guess, it's her boss. Owner. Yeah, it's her the boss. boss wants to talk to her and says he needs some new ideas for podcasts because they're kind of leveling out on their amount of listeners coming in. And so she's like, okay, I'll think about it. And in the meantime, her friend texts her and said, hey, let's do lunch. Right. So they go to lunch and they're both kind of in the place where they need something else. Mm -hmm. And so they decide together that they're going to go somewhere. But her friend, Isabella, her idea of going somewhere (laughs) is, uh, you know, bikini on Oahu. And out of nowhere, Chloe blurts, let's go to Iceland. Right. And so they decide. That'd be like interesting choice. Right. Iceland? Yeah. (laughs) And so they decide to get the group together again. However, Chloe's not thinking that Charlie's part of that group anymore. Because they were a couple at one time. Right. And they didn't really have a breakup. They just kind of grew apart, went their separate ways. Because Charlie is a travel photographer. Right. He travels around the world. Um, he is, and, and and at the same time, we see this additional kind of cut scene mm-hmm. where Charlie is teaching a class at a university in Chicago, right. and the professor is um, obviously pregnant and says to Charlie, "You know, would you like to teach here? Oh, I can, you're doing such a great job. Right? I can, I'll throw your name in. I can put in a word for you." And Charlie says, "Well, let me think about it." So that sets up the idea that maybe Charlie's ready to settle down because at this point oh, he's he, searching for something yeah he has been all around the world taking you know travel pictures mm-hmm. everywhere um so that i think he lists off like three or four jobs that are coming up right yeah exactly um so they <laughs> they all decide and now chloe doesn't know about charlie yet but they all decide to go to iceland mm-hmm. now chloe is the organized type <laughs> I think that's an understatement she of what is. Chloe is. She is the Monica Geller of their group. Mm-hmm. So when they show up in Iceland, she has manila folders. And I'm pretty sure they are color-coded. And I would imagine. So post-it yes. notes here or there. She uh, has it in its... Index. Yeah. A couple appendices. Appendices. She has an entire itinerary planned out. Mm-hmm. Full itinerary. And the other two people... So it's Isabella... Chloe, Kenneth, and Aaron. And Aaron wasn't part of their original group. That's she, Kenneth's wife. Yes. Mm-hmm. She joined later after marrying Kenneth. And then Charlie, who hasn't shown up yet. But Kenneth and Aaron tell Chloe, hey, guess what? We hired a tour guide so you don't have to worry about it. Thinking that would be so nice. Yeah. And she can have the time off too. You can see the pain in Chloe's face because she's got these folders. Um, I would say it's pain, disappointment, maybe. maybe disappointment. Yeah, like, oh, okay. But this tour guide is so adorable. Johan. His name is Johan. He is... And I won't get into his whole name again because he's the son of somebody. Yeah. Like you said. And he says that. Um, I know, which I still find so cute. He's so adorable. Mm Mm-hmm. And (laughs) you immediately thought, or at least I did, that perhaps he and Chloe... Uh-huh. They might be set up for some kind of romance. Right. Because I really didn't know much about this movie before going in and watching it. A lot of times, too, in Hallmark movies, they'll set up that third 
Like that. There has to be somebody that pushes. Some friction. There has right. to be something there. Um, and yeah, I thought it was going to be Johan for sure. Um, and, then, and then we they introduced us to Iceland with seriously the most stunning scenery. You know what I loved about what he said to them? Because he's always coming off with these like old world quotes. Mm. That are so inspirational. And he says, the spirit of Iceland guided the Vikings home. Mm-hmm. Help them find their true north. May it do the same for you. Do you know what, and that, I could make a t-shirt out of that, first of all. I'm sure someone has, probably. Second of all, do you know what I think of when I think of Iceland? No. Mystic. Hmm. I think Iceland is so incredibly mystic because it has these old world Norse legends. Uh-huh. Um, it, it seems to me, do you know that the majority of people who live in Iceland believe in elves? Well, there's all of the legends like that um, waterfalls end with elves and fairies. and Right, but it's like every natural feature there seems to have a name and a story behind mm-hmm. it. And the culture is so rich. I When I was live tweeting this movie and I said, right now there are um, travel agents and airline <laughs> agents all over the country wondering why people are booking planes right, to right. Iceland. And I, I tell you... We're going to pack Cooper up and take him to Iceland. I think yeah, we when should. He, when he can keep, generate enough heat. Right now he's a little small. No. <laughs> a little you know small. what reminds me, too, of like the richness of their history? It reminds me a lot of Ireland and Irish history. It does, but the difference, I think, with Iceland it's is... less the, green. <laughs> it is less green. There are no forests in Iceland. But, you saw some deciduous trees. Was there much else? Right, and Johan said it was because the Vikings cut cut them down for their ships. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Oh, why didn't they regrow? I don't know. I thought maybe he was pulling her leg on that part. I don't think so. But here's the thing. I don't know what their growing season is. It seems to me that Icelandic culture has stood the test of time in isolation. Right. So it's like it's almost like pure. And I don't want people to go up there and mess with it. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want people to go up there like tourists and, and I don't know. What's the population of Iceland? It's not very much. It's like 300 and... Hold on a second. About 355,000. So, if there's only 355,000 people and we said less than 10% of them mm-hmm. are people that move in. Right. Good. Let's keep it that way. I'm just saying that makes the reproduction pool small small yeah well i know they do have some kind of a national registry so that you don't date your family (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's get back okay so first can i can i i'm going to move it ahead a little bit can i talk about the innkeepers well, because we're getting ready to meet them when well, we get to the when they bed get and there, right? They get to the bed and breakfast, and I, I don't know if they hired the extras, if these are real people, but these innkeepers are they so incredibly charming. Yes, I thought they were legit, like they're typical. What I think that Icelandic right people would sound like. They were so kind, and they were so. Well, bed and breakfast owners are kind of welcoming people. I think they, people they tend anyway. to be right. 
but they were just so um, open with their house and mm-hmm. giving information. But one of my favorite parts, and I am going to jump ahead a little bit because the underlying theme of this entire movie is epic love stories. Mm-hmm. And so the first love story that we hear about is the love story of the you just have to get into the i do epic storyline i do because i am emily and i are very excited about way back when we started this emily and i wanted to add epic love stories to part of the cozy cabin like genre if you want to call it that um and we we are so we just want that part of love to be out there we want to tell more people about it and so when chloe is she comes up with this podcast idea to create these epic love stories or not create them but create the podcast based on the epic love story and the first one we hear is about the innkeepers you do but i want to go back because when they go to the the chalet, they meet the bed and breakfast owners. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Charlie shows up. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's when the friction kind of starts. And she's like, I'm fine. It's fine. Just stay. Because he offers to leave. Chloe is shocked. Yeah. Well, she didn't know he was coming. Well, Kenneth invited him. Right. Well, Kenneth said, you said get everybody together. Right. He's part of everyone. Yeah. So the first thing they decide to do that night is to go on the... um, to a lagoon. Go to the spa spring mm-hmm. and to do a long soak. And Chloe says it's going to need to be a really long soak to soak away all her strife and all her, <laughs> her stress. So, and then when they're soaking, it looks so peaceful and it's such a beautiful it's place. It's beautiful. I really want to be there like right now. Yes. That's when they start talking about Charlie always getting lost. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first kind of entrance into their past right where you start hearing stories about charlie and chloe and they're actually timing him right and when charlie starts to drift away in the lagoon somebody hits their watch and says oh it took charlie 22 22 minutes minutes to wander off right and apparently in the past they were in guadalajara at one time and chloe bought him a compass because she was so tired of him wandering away sometimes he got lost apparently right and he would come back wasn't like eight hours one time or something i can't remember and so she asked about the compass and he he kind of yeah it's somewhere yeah he kind of it's it's somewhere um but to me that's the beginning because that's a great story mm -hmm. and so i think that's a lead into part of what you think is their epic love story exactly that's so i don't know that the innkeepers are the first ones you hear so you think it's charlie and chloe i think it is okay that's a good point um so the next tell the story about the innkeeper well yeah we'll get to that i jumped ahead just because i'm so interested in these love stories um so we also find out that chloe has a love for these myths and legends right and she finds a book at the end Uh, it's a beautiful book with a chalice on the cover and it's all old norse myths and legends and the innkeepers are nice enough they say you know what keep it it's yours um and so that's when we hear the story of the innkeepers. One of them sold yogurt at a stand. One of them sold fruit. And both of them were apparently, people would say how good they were. And then people kept saying, you need to get together with the other one mm-hmm. and put, you know, put your yogurt with the fruit. And they ended up coming together. And then after that, they were never apart. Right. And Because they said they were the perfect complement for the other. Right. Both their food, apparently, and them. Right. And so that was the first time. And Chloe listens to them with such an, uh, you know, she listens to them with such intent. And she, 
you can tell it was going somewhere. Right. That was the first time that we heard the, the, a love story. So later that day... Because she even says she loves to hear love stories. Yeah. And right. who doesn't? So later that day... Um, they decide to go well Johan takes them mm-hmm. um, and he talks he, he, he the ice case the ice case yeah. and he talks about how the waterfalls in Iceland they all each have their own legends and these caves apparently they're really too close to that edge on those pictures <laughs> they're trying to get their pictures and they were so close to the edge of that waterfall and I'm like back back, back it up back, back it up well actually technically we flunked it up because I didn't want them to back up into it so, um, these waterfall, I mean, these ice caves form differently every year and people right. actually have to go out and find them. I really want to know more about it because how, how do they form or why do they form when they do? Right. But from one year to the next, they're different. And this is the first time that Charlie branches off again by himself and Chloe mm-hmm. joins him. Um, well, she technically goes and looks for him, but everybody knows he's lost right he's just taking a and that chloe is going and to chloe's gonna go yeah. find him so it's the same thing but yeah again that scenery you can't get that with a green screen and you can't get it no. here in the united states you can't even get it in canada it was so luminescent it was and i would i would imagine i've always wanted to be a photographer but i simply what i see i can't get to come across mm-hmm. in a picture right and there are some people that are just phenomenal at that that I know but I still can't do it right but his this is an opportunity of a lifetime I would feel yeah because it was absolutely gorgeous and from his perspective I mean here he is a travel photographer and he's seen all these amazing things I mean he must have been over the moon right I mean imagine the things that he's seen in his life but to see all of that beauty Mm -hmm. and just to be your job would be phenomenal right oh. yeah okay but did you notice in there they they go back again and they touch base with the chloe charlie relationship because you know, as they're talking they go to go back and she slips and mm-hmm. kind of slides right into his arms of course and well i know of course <laughs> but charlie is almost a bit like shocked but he's very contemplative mm-hmm. he's thinking about what it's like wait a minute and you just see the wheels in his head spinning more. To me, I see more reaction on his part than her part. Right. But I think that's true through most of the movie. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, let's take a little break. Um, and then we will come back and dive into the rest of this movie. Okay, sounds Does that sound good? They leave the ice cake. Yeah, we are back. I want to talk about how when they got there, it was incredibly, it was beautiful, snowing. And then they get back that night and it's raining. I don't even notice that. Okay, I can't even imagine going between rain, snow, rain, snow, rain, snow. Um, Well, you know, it was hard or like cold rain. Yeah, I'm sure it was a cold rain. Imagine how slippery it would be. I know. That would be winding right on top of it. Oh, so (laughs) they're probably much better equipped, though, than we are. I probably don't wear gym shoes out on top of it when it does it. Probably, yeah. So, um, they go back. They play some games. Johan joins them. They have a great time. Charlie gets a little jealous. A little jealous of Johan. But the next day, they decide to go on adventure. So, they jump in Johan's Jeep. Um, I think well, it's they were supposed to go yeah. on to Parliament. 
Right, but right. Chloe's going yes. to do that. So Chloe they end up to, instead well, on an adventure. Chloe wants to go to Parliament. Charlie leads the resistance, and mm-hmm. they end up going on an adventure. So they're in Johan's Jeep, and they're driving down what looks like a barren road. He hits a rock, flat tire, and this is what cracks me up. <laughs> he gets out, and they're all out, and he said, um, if you just go down the street a little bit, there's a bus stop. And I'm thinking to myself, a bus stop? Stop. You are legitimately in the middle of nowhere. You're sending out the people that are in your care to a bus stop somewhere down the road. But apparently Iceland's a pretty safe country because their policemen don't even carry guns. Really? Yeah. They don't even have an army, a navy, nothing. I wasn't even worried about that. I, I was I, worried about the cold. I think I'm moving to Iceland. Well, you'd be among the 9%. I would be. All right. So they get a flat tire. So the Charlie, Chloe, Aaron, and Kenneth decide to go to the bus stop, and Isabella says she'll stay behind and help um, Johan with the flat tire. Yeah, well, the horses, I think, were a good appeal, too. Okay, those horses. Those wild horses. There. I am fascinated with those Icelandic horses. Well, you know, we've been in North Carolina, and the wild horses there. Right. So, which I understand there's food for them to eat. The wild horses in Iceland, I'm not sure. I think I need to look into that a little bit. Uh, well, they they decide, and you can tell that Johan is a little smitten with Isabella. And vice versa. Yes. And so they decide to see the horses, and, and they go off on their day. And then the four, the two couples, run to the bus stop and miss the bus. The bus <laughs> is going down Literally, the street, down the and street. they miss it. And so they decide instead to take a ferry. Which just happens to be a sign right there for the ferry, too. Right. Happened across that. So they take a ferry to a Viking village. And I have got to say, anyone who's been listening for a while knows I have a thing for booths. (laughs) I'm talking about Christmas fairs, and I'm talking about booths. I have a thing for booths. I get really annoyed when they use cardboard boxes or any... I just have to say that the booths that are in this this town are insanely amazing they're beautiful they are beautiful i really wish though we would have spent more time there because i I think you can learn a lot about culture through the the areas that they have they did we learned a little bit when they were a little bit i just yeah and i know that wasn't the purpose of it it Mm -hmm. just would have you know been interesting right so um they visit a, a norse museum and in a roundabout way, which is funny because he, she's like, you don't want to go to any museums. He's like, it's a Viking museum. Right. Anything Viking is good. Yes. So they end up in this little Viking village in a, a pub um, where a couple is on stage <clears throat> and they're playing music and they start talking about the podcast. Um, and, and we see another glimpse into Chloe and Charlie's life. So, you know, we find out that Charlie's favorite photograph is the next one. Um, we find out, um, you know, Chloe wonders if Charlie's lonely. Um, well, she asks him because yeah. he's on the road all the time. And I isn't that to her sounds lonely. Right. But then again, she admits to also being alone sometimes, too. Yeah. If you look at what her life is. Um And I thought that was a good conversation for them to have because I think it answered some questions that they had had about each other. It's also when he mentions that there's a teaching job in Chicago. Right. You know, 
I want to go back just a second. When they're in the Viking Museum, I think it was the Goblet of Odin is what they said. I'm not sure if that's what Which it was Which was the chalice on the book she had. Right. And talks about epic love stories. And she says that she's a sucker for epic love stories. And Charlie says that's one of the things that he loves about her. Mm-hmm. And then his look is so tender at that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's when they come up with the idea for the epic love stories. Right. And she hugs him. She is bridges that gap. Okay. You know? So I think that's another... I just wanted to go back because, like, at the beginning of the story, I felt like maybe the beginning part of their story about the compass. Uh-huh. And then this part, we find out what he loves about her. Or So you, it was like another little stone I on the path. it was another piece of their path. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, and then we go to the pub and... Which, the, I really like the pub. And then after they have their conversation... Charlie asked Chloe to dance and she's a mm-hmm. little resolute at first because she no one else is dancing she and he's like come on yeah she's not gonna know anyone there right and so they do and they dance and it's really tender mm-hmm. and it's very sweet it's very cozy um and, and it's again I think when they look back on their life they're gonna realize that moment that mm-hmm. moment was a big moment for them which is interesting because that's when they talk about the podcast and they mm-hmm. talk about love stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to how they both see that years later because they talk about part of the podcast is, you know, you can interview these people. And she's like, I want to interview them separately because everybody has, not everybody, lots of people are like, lucky to have an epic love story. Right. And But if we were to ask each person separately events that would be part of this they would probably have some different takes on it. Mm-hmm. And that's when Chloe talks about a date that she and Charlie had. Mm-hmm. And they had gone to see Casablanca mm-hmm. when they were in college. And he brings a handkerchief for her. And she said, you know, why did you bring the handkerchief? And he said, I knew that you were going to cry when Ingrid Bergman gets on the plane. <laughs> and that was the moment that she decided that he was someone worth her dating. Yes. Worth her but time. Worth her time. But he did not think about that handkerchief in mm-hmm. the same way. He just brought it for her because he knew she was going to cry. Right. For her, it meant that he was worthy. Mm-hmm. And so to remember, there's that one handkerchief, but in two very distinct ways. Right. Right. That's the fascinating part about epic love stories. Right. And I think it's important to to hear those stories separately. Um, and to hear the recounting of the same events from two different mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and it have you know different differing importance to to both people. Right. And that was her point. That's how she exactly. wanted to do the podcast. Right. She wanted to hear from both people separately, which takes us to when they actually the musicians come down, mm-hmm. and the the musicians that were on stage are a couple, and they ask if they could talk to them. And we find out that one was a, the, a classically trained pianist and part of a metal band. Um, and they say, they say in, in the couple, they say that fate works in mysterious ways. Um, so we get to hear their story. And, mm-hmm. and that's when kind of things really start going, you know, the wheels start going in motion for Chloe. And she starts putting it together that this is what she wants to do. Now, I love when they're on the boat and they're heading back. And Aaron and Kenneth are sound asleep. <laughs> they have obviously been tuckered out. Um, and they don't have kids yet. Right. And so, but at this point, it's when Charlie says that 
Chloe should not just produce the podcast. She should star in it. Mm-hmm. It should be, be her. the host. Yeah, yeah, the host. It should be her podcast. Um, and it was something that she hadn't really thought of before. Yeah. She's been happy in the role that she's played. Right. And so he's really pushing her, uh, you know, kind of past her limits, which, you know, in the end turns out to be a really good thing. Yeah, she's like, you know what? Why not? Right. So she sends that proposal off to her boss. Hey, boss, this is what I'm thinking. What right. Think? Why can't I host it? Um, we go back to find that Isabella and Johan have had an amazing day with a wonderful lunch with the horses, and they are adorable together. Um, and then I think there was a, a great um, quote. I can't remember who said it, but someone said, great adventures lead to something special. Hmm. And I love that quote. Unexpected directions. Unexpected directions. Yeah. And once again... It's probably Johan. I don't know. He always comes out with the good ones. They bring up the Northern Lights, because Chloe really desperately wants Mm -hmm. to see the Northern Lights. Um, And that's kind of a theme through the entire movie. Um, But at the same time, uh, Charlie's... So, like you said, Chloe has sent off, you know, the little email to her boss saying, I want to host. Mm Mm-hmm. Charlie also gets an email from his boss, actually a phone call from his boss, saying that there's a job in Tokyo for him. He's going to have to leave soon. That's like a couple days, basically. And it's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's looking at Chloe and he's thinking to himself, you know, is this something or am I just making this up in my head? What's going on? And he ends up telling his boss that he needs 48 hours. Right. So I... It, it was really hard for him. I, I He looks at her and he's wondering if she's feeling what he's right. feeling. Do they, does he get that call at the bubble hotel? Um, it was before that. Okay. So because of the big issues <laughs> and the fact that Johan couldn't, you know, um, take them on their day. tour, he books them in the bubble hotel. Which I've never heard of this. Okay. Do you know who followed us on Twitter today? Yeah. The Bubble Hotel in Iceland. Are you serious? I am so serious. That's awesome. So the Bubble Hotel in Iceland followed us on Twitter. So I looked them up and it is the most amazing place. And if you (laughs) saw the movie, it's these um, plastic bubble bubble igloos. Mm -hmm. And it's raining. And inside of those igloos, it's so cozy. There's a single light and you can see through everything. Everything. I wonder if there's different, um, different like rooms if you wanted one that was okay. I don't know but I, th- I think the idea is to see everything around you and it's beautiful okay. because um, the beds are in the center and they're full of these like you know hopefully faux furs and blankets and it's so cozy we're gonna assume it's faux fur and, and so here is um, Chloe in one and Charlie's in the other right next to her Charlie gets his notepad and he I starts know. writing things to her but there's two messages, and then the third one, he doesn't let her right. see. The first one, he says, amazing day. Yes. The second, he says, good night. He writes the third and doesn't show her, and I'm like, what is it? And she takes it so well. Uh-huh. I'm like, I would have gotten up. I would have put my shoes back put on. Put my galoshes on. <laughs> and I would have I would have walked right over to that bubble show tent. Show me that. And I would have said, let me see that pad. Mm-hmm. But what he didn't show her. No. I what still do you think wonder. it said? I don't know. I think it said, I love you. No, I don't. I think it said, I miss you. Do you think it said, will you go out with me? Check yes or no. <laughs> no. <laughs> she didn't have a notepad. Check yes or no. 
No, I don't. I don't think it was quite that juvenile. But, <laughs> but that's how cute and sweet and innocent it was. You know, one finger for yes, two for no. <laughs> you want to go out with yeah. me? Yeah, we're good. That's done how that. cute it was. Um, I really think it says that you know I've missed you because I think it is something that to that me it was something been that great. I've missed you. Yeah, I think it's something that was reminiscent of their past. Right. Because how can you not be thinking about the what ifs? Right. I agree. So So anyway, the next day she finds out. She got turned down. She got turned down. Charlie has the best idea. Mm -hmm. He says, let's play hooky. Your boss can't see you doing that. Let's make him see you. Right. And they film. Yes. And we know that Kenneth Yodos. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I know. So that's what they were going to do, right? I love that. Yeah. He was pretty good. Kenneth was very good. I know. I know. Did I you look I, up on him and see if he was? He does yodel, and he, I think that he said he did it to make the crew laugh. Well, he did a fantastic job because it made me laugh. I laughed. It I, was very I good. I turned and I did a double take. I'm like, really? Yeah. Is he actually yodeling? So, Chloe and Charlie go and visit a lighthouse where the couple who lives there, it's their 35th anniversary. Um, they have an amazing love story. Um, and so basically, I actually love this part because the entire time you see Charlie filming Chloe and you can see in his eyes how much he loves her. Right. Um, and he, I think he's falling in love with her all over again as he is hearing this amazing love story, seeing the love of his life, and the whole thing is just unfolding in front of him. And I think he identifies with the lighthouse keeper. Yes, he does. Because the lighthouse keeper spent the day with his future wife. He ended up having, he wished for more time. It was like, it wasn't just a few days they'd actually spent together. Yeah, because he was going out to sea. Right. And he wished for more time with her. And he goes out to sea. Something happens with his boat. His navigation system goes down. Yeah, he thinks he's never going to see her again. And he thinks about, he's just thinking about her all the time. And, you know, he thinks he's doomed. And he sees off in the distance a lighthouse. And the lighthouse saves his life and brings him in. And lo and behold. It's her family's it's lighthouse. It's her family's lighthouse. And it's the lighthouse they end up spending their life in. Um, and then they both become the keepers. Yeah. And so Charlie asked him, do you ever regret, you know, being here in the lighthouse and not being out at sea? Um, and what does he say? He says that his he has he has never regretted his decision a day in his life because he said that his life with his wife has been his biggest adventure. Yes. And I think that... When you find the right person, because you are, without a doubt, my epic love story. Mm, thank you. And so I think when you find the right person... As you are mine. The ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the grocery store, <laughs> even when it gets hard, um, you know, when when someone, I won't, when some two-year-old I won't mention has thrown his 54th block and we're taking it out of the TV screen, what, <laughs> whatever it is, it's the adventure of that day. Right. It's the adventure and it, and it's the stories and the memories and the 20 years from now that I'll look back and remember that day and it was an adventure and I was proud and happy to have spent that with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly the way the lighthouse keeper feels. He feels that no matter what they did or where they did it, as long as he was standing beside her, 
it was his life. Right. And epic love stories, I mean, I think sometimes people think it's supposed to be something grandiose. And I don't feel that way. I feel like an epic love story is just a love that is, this kind of is every part of your being. Mm-hmm. And you know that you are that person's soulmate and they are yours. Right. And no matter all of the grocery trips or the blocks in the TV or whatever. And there's be, no. That doesn't matter. It's there's just no part question. of your journey. There's no question. Right. There is from the moment that you meet moving forward. There's no question that there's anything else. Right. Um, and said through thick and thin part, which I don't always agree with. Right. You know, vows. But I get it. For better or for worse, I get that part. Because it's the, I mean, to have a soulmate and to have an epic love mm-hmm. story is a gift. And that's just what you want for everyone. Right. Exactly. Um, and he, he says, the lighthouse keeper says, I knew that there there was no other. Mm-hmm. And that I, and I love it when they're, Chloe and Charlie are walking back from the lighthouse and they have a very serious conversation. Right. And he says, you know, he talks about Chloe's epic love story and has it happened yet. He's filming her saying this. Right. So she's part of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they talk about... She said she hopes it hasn't happened yet, but she knows that when it does, that there is no place she would rather be than by that person's side. Right. That's how and she he, knows it. And he said he said he pushed the issue, and she says, you know, I don't think I found it yet because it didn't work out because they wanted different things. Yeah. And never once does she say him, but he has that same look that he's thinking about. The they, whole movie he has that look. He I does know. such a good job. And they spent the whole day going around and finding epic love stories. Yeah. So imagine what an amazing day that was. Right. Oh, I Just coming around, stopping people and saying, tell us your story. Tell us your story. So they go back to the inn. And I have to say. It was the chalet. Winterfest is killing it with the coziness factor. And I don't know how many people are sitting outside in sub-zero temperatures, but they got wool blankets on, candles, fire pits and hot chocolate and i'm hoping Hats. like feet and hand warmers i am hoping but it's so this is by far thinking cozy yeah i think that this was this appeared to be the coldest now, i don't know if that's true but i i know that i had seen part of an interview where she was talking about um or the character play, the lady who plays chloe so that she was walking around and at times wish there was a heat lamp because they had to enunciate so clearly mm-hmm. because it was so cold and their mouths were were frozen. Were frozen. <laughs> but I love the outside scenes that they film right. because I think Winterfest has a distinct color palette and it's beautiful and I think they did a really good job. I hope it continues through the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know her friend talks to her when they're back there that say ask her she and charlie have this epic love story and chloe says that you know he'll always be ready to choose the next adventure yeah and talking about epic love stories right so um this is when we also find out that johan uh thinks isabella's humor is refreshing (laughs) which i think is adorable and so johan says i want to discuss something with chloe can you go somewhere with me tomorrow night and of course we all think it's some kind of a date or something well because it's been set up that way right and so she by the way sends off her video to her boss um that charlie has made um and so Charlie and um, they're back at the end. Charlie and Chloe are sitting on the couch and she's talking there. He says he needs some advice and he's thinking about passing on Tokyo. Um, and I, I, I think it's and hard being a professor or yeah. going and teaching that class. 
Um, and so Chloe says she has plans with Johan. And so, you know, we're all thinking date. Well, right. Charlie's thinking date. We're all thinking. I thought date. Did you? I did. Well, I thought date on Johan's part, but I knew he was interested in Isabel, but I thought he's not really going out with her, but I wonder if it's just, I'm going to tell you that I'm not really interested in you. Okay. And an, a very polite, nice way. Okay. So Charlie is taking pictures around the city while Chloe and Johan are talking. <laughs> Johan tells Chloe um, that he wants he wants to know more about Isabella. And Chloe's um, like, I'm not interested in you. And he's like, I'm not interested in you. But- right, because he pulls out this beautiful little na- um, lava bracelet and she goes, oh, I'm not interested in you. And, and God love him. He's like, oh, okay, good, because I'm not interested in you either. <laughs> um so it was really cute. Um, he just wanted her advice on Isabella. On Isabella, yeah. So they come back. Charlie's in the kitchen cooking. Um, and Chloe says, I want to see your pictures that you took. Mm-hmm. Opens up the bag and the compass is there. Right. Right on top. Right on Perfect top. Placement. He's been carrying that compass with him. Mm-hmm. We knew he had it because we they showed it to us earlier in the movie. Right. When it was just him unpacking. Okay. And then in the kitchen, and it was 1037... It was a good kiss. It was a good kiss. And I, I believe looked, that you timed the kisses. I, I know looked, you and Emily pay attention I looked to at the clock and I'm like, it's 1037 uh-huh. East Coast time. And I said, that is way too early, early. for a kiss. Well, there was too much unresolved. Mm-hmm. There was no way that was time anyway. But, but that was, it was one a good kiss. heck of a... But then she leaves. And it's weird. She leaves so awkwardly. But it may just be that... Again, it was representational of her trying to keep a wall up because he's already hurt her. Okay, but I'm like, come on. You guys just had a heck of a kiss, and then you're just going to walk, walk out? I think that Charlie thought the same thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause, and then Charlie asked Kenneth, he's like, when did you know Aaron was the one? Um, and then that's when Kenneth says, come on, dude. Let's just pull this together. Right. You need to go and talk to her. So... Isabella and and they're getting ready to talk and Isabella says can I can I talk to you Chloe and the next thing you see are Chloe and Isabella outside with blankets and hot chocolate all cozy I'm up. like this is a full-fledged conversation and they were right. getting ready to talk yeah so I didn't understand that and her best friend has been great the rest of this time Isabella's been great the rest of the time right so why all of a sudden does she pull her away from a conversation with Charlie that was a big deal you could tell you know what that was read the room Isabella that was all all winter in Vail when Lacey Chabert's best friend came and pulled her away oh, at the dance. The oh, that oh, was yeah. so annoying. I still would have told her no there. No, That's a whole different issue. So anyways, they're outside talking, and Charlie overhears them, and she, Chloe is talking about Johan, and she right, says... Isabella wants to know. I don't have feelings for him at all, and Charlie hears that, freaks out. Only hears that part, not the, who the he was. It was the typical 10 minutes till the end of the movie... <laughs> you know, misunderstanding, because right. that's when it happens. So, yes, it was terrible. <laughs> he leaves. He packs his stuff up. He's going to go to Tokyo. and Catching the red eye. Yeah. And Get out of town. So the last night there, Johan wants to take him to dinner. Well, Chloe tells him when he leaves, she's like, I was really hoping it was different this time. Yeah. And he said that he had hoped it was too. Right. And I wanted to smack both of them. like, come on, pay attention to what you're saying here. You just kissed each other. And you both just agreed you hoped it was different. So they they have dinner together. um, And Chloe finds out she's going to be the host of the podcast. So they do have this moment of celebration because, you know, she sent the video into her boss mm-hmm. and he says, like, yes, this show is definitely yours. 
And the last thing that they're going to do is they're going to go to Diamond Beach. Oh, which I love this part of the story. And apparently, it's you don't know when the ice is going to wash up or not. But when mm-hmm. they went to film, the, the the ice was there. And it just looked like it was diamonds. It was stunning. It was gorgeous. So what they do is you write down a wish and you take them to the beach and then they'll come true. So you well, s- you you write down a wish, you light it on fire, right? And then you release it into the stars, and it'll come then true. Then it's supposed to come true. Yeah, and so Aaron and Kenneth have their arms around each other, and they're looking off into the stars. Um, Johan and Isabella, and then Chloe's standing there, and she turns around, and Charlie's there. Mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah. And he's just looking at her, and she's like, "Why'd you come back?" Mm-hmm. And he came back because before he jumps on the plane, he's watching the video. Right. And he realizes. He rewatches that part. Yeah. Where she says, I thought maybe once. Right. But we had different. So thank goodness someone had some common sense. Because if mm-hmm. he didn't. Oh, that would have been terrible if he right. would have gone back. Right. And then what happens? The Northern Lights. And they're right. Lighting up the sky. And yeah. it's just absolutely beautiful it's breathtaking right and when he he says how could i miss this and he says why chase the next adventure when everything i want is right here oh it's back to the lighthouse guy oh that's amazing yeah so they have a big kiss mm-hmm. and they, when they're talking about the northern lights chloe says you know they say that they're there to light you on your way mm-hmm. and charlie says that he already knows his path oh that's an amazing love ending. it. Love okay, it. there has to be Love on Iceland 2. <gasps> the wedding. <laughs> love on Iceland 2, the wedding. The wedding? Let's do that, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it should be Maybe it should be an Isabella Johan story. That would be great, too. Yeah, because I was a big fan of them getting together. I was a huge fan. Yeah. All right, okay, so let's take a little break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk okay. about coziness, coziness and whether this one should get a snow globe or not. All right. Gina. We're back. We're back. So the first thing I want to talk about is, well, we have to talk about the kiss. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about the kiss. What would you rate the kiss? I thought the kiss was a really good kiss. First of all, what's my number 10? Your number 10, number 10. What is the 10 your on my 10 list? Is, it's from the most wonderful time of the year. Okay. Yeah, Just checking to make on. sure. What's your 10? My 10? I don't know. Oh, come on. We have the same 10. Oh, it's a great kiss. It is a great it kiss. It is a great kiss, but I'm always looking to have an update. All right. You know, as of now, it's a great kiss. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, well, okay. I know it's the hand. It is the hand. It is the hand. Let's make that a 10. Where would you put this kiss? Okay. So, I thought the kiss was good, but I thought on Charlie's part, mm-hmm. I felt that there was more, emotion, more of an emotional connection from him okay. than from her. And less than Chloe? Yes. Okay. But again, it could have been a, I'm going to have a wall up here because I don't want to be hurt again. Uh-huh. Could also be that it was frigid outside. It was cold. <laughs> so, that might have cooled down the temperature. Yes. But I give it a solid 7.64. Look at you. 7.64. That's impressive, you math teacher. I'm going to give it a six. A six? Yeah, well, my ten. I really feel that Love on the Plaza was more than that. (gasps) No, Love on the Plaza was was down it was it was a it was a bottom dweller i don't remember the kiss on that yeah so yeah i would say between a six and a seven i mean it was it was good for sure but when my 10 
is most wonderful time of the yeah, year. It's it hard wasn't to anywhere that. near that. Yeah. No. Okay. But All I right. really did like Charlie. So let's talk about... Oh, I love Charlie. Yeah. Let's talk about coziness. So coziness um, for me is... You know, would you watch it again? Did it check all the boxes? Is it the snowy afternoon on the couch kind of movie? And first of all, the scenery, incredible. Right. The coziness factor in these Winterfest movies has been off the charts. (laughs) It started with Winter in Vale and then Love in Winterland. Mm -hmm. And now this one, Love on Iceland. It's the wool blankets the candles, the fireplaces. I mean, if they say hot chocolate one more sweater time. Sweater turtlenecks. The sweater turtlenecks. Which I don't even wear, but the sweater, sweater turtlenecks. All the sweaters and the hats and the snow. I mean, everything. The <laughs> yes, everything screams cozy. Um, but particularly in this movie, when they're sitting outside and they've got those amazing Nordic blankets mm-hmm. and it's so cozy. That right there would give you, that's enough to set your 10 meter off. I know. And that inn, mm-hmm. that inn was cozy. So I'm, It was, but I did not feel nearly the coziness as I did in, um, was it Love in Winterland? Yeah. Yeah. Because like his little inn uh-huh. there, yeah. I love where the check-in was. That was nice. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give this one like a nine on the coziness meter. A nine? Hmm. Okay. Um, Again, I'm going to have to bring in the cold. Oh, jeez. Because I'm not... I like a happy medium temperature, like 60. You know? (laughs) With a light breeze. For the outside temperature? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it's not that I don't like it to be colder, but if I had to pick a temperature... Yeah. I'd like it where I could put a sweatshirt on. Or a light sweater. Uh-huh. Maybe a heavy cardigan if the wind is blowing. Listen, this but is a this, love in San Diego. I know. No, what I'm saying is, due to the coldness, there were quite a few barren scenes. Okay. Which represented it was Iceland. Iceland, area. yeah. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. But I've got to take off a little bit. Okay, so what's your reading? Because it was really cold. What? I would probably say an eight. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, because I think it could have been cozier had I seen, and this may sound kind of odd, but if I could have seen some of them in their pajamas in their beds. <laughs> because well, you you know what we did the in the bubble. What we do is the bubble hotel. The bubble you don't hotel. see a single like in the end. Uh-huh. You don't see a single room decorated. Really, we didn't other see their than rooms. the You're kitchen, right. which was the lobby area, like yeah. big living rooms. The living rooms. You're right. Yeah. So I don't know what the rest of it would have been like. Right. We okay. saw like a little den area, but it was tiny. It looked like some, it looked like she was eavesdropping in a somebody's office. I felt that's true when she found that Norse legend book. Okay. All right. So last thing. Okay. Last thing. Would you give this movie a snow globe? Hmm. I would definitely give it a snow globe. And the snow globe would have two things in it. Okay. Okay. Maybe more than two. But it would have to have representations of the Diamond Beach because that was absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. Right. And the ice caves. And if you can swing a little bit of northern lights in there, you got a perfect snow globe. So here's why I would give it a snow globe. Now, granted... It has to earn a snow globe. It has to stand out among other movies. Wait a minute. So, Does it have to stand out among other Winterfest movies of this year? In my mind, it just has to stand out. Like, because we're putting all of our virtual snow globes on a shelf. Right. <laughs> and to me, this is the first time that Hallmark goes out on a limb and really does like a full 
shot on Iceland. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they typically film like in Romania. Right. They may do and when, even when they did Rome, they most did Romania. mostly Romania. A couple of shots in Rome. They typically film in Canada. So when they went to Iceland, they went all out. Right. And the scenery made this movie. Oh, absolutely. It really did. And I mean, but on top of that, it was an excellent story. It was. And I thought the inspiration, like, because they went there to be inspired, obviously inspired her. I was inspired. I was, too. Because just, first of all, I did like, and I would love to see you and Emily do epic love stories. Okay, well, we were texting back and forth today, and I said, hey, I've got an idea. I'm really, really interested in these epic love stories. And like I told you before, we talked about this when we were putting together this podcast. Um, and, And she texted back, and she said... Um, yeah, me too. And then the next text was, are you going somewhere with this? <laughs> and I texted her. Because it's all things between you and Emily go. It usually follows this Yes. Path. Yeah. And I said. Um, One or the other. You drags the other down. I said, I think I am. Do you want to go with me? And she sent me back uh, a gif of someone going, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we definitely want to look at these epic love stories and in- include them as special episodes of Cozy Cabin. Well, you know that all the Valentine movies are coming up. I know. I mean, there's just something good about epic love stories right and it's you know when we were celebrating with my mom with her birthday this weekend we were discussing the podcast and my brother who is not a hallmark watcher by any means he made the comment because you were talking about how we just want to put good out in the world and spread some love and joy right right. and he says that that's what we need right Right. now is what we need and i'm like for him to say that i was I was shocked. Yeah. You know, I think we all need to to work a little bit to just put some good out there. Mm -hmm. And if you can't put good out there, stop putting negative out there. Exactly. Right. Sometimes you have to know when to shut up. (laughs) I mean, it's the truth. Just shut up. And if you, if you don't have something nice to say, keep whatever it is to to yourself. Yeah. So as we wrap this up, I think that we both agree. Love on Iceland is a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, you gonna watch it again? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. I don't know that I would watch it to the same extent that I'm gonna watch Vale because I've watched Vale yet again. Uh, you've watched every time it's been on. Well, and sometimes when it hasn't been on. <laughs> you, I know, because we DVR'd it, so yeah. you've been watching it a couple times. I think I've seen it five times now. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's impressive. I know. I still get mad when her friend and breaks quotes, up the dance. No, when she comes into town because you know it's up for no good. Yeah, I know. And she's sitting outside. I know. In the middle of the driveway. Go up closer to the house where the wind's blocked still. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but so, I, I would rewatch it. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so if you guys could um, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love uh, we, to hear about your epic love story. Yes, we would love to hear about epic love stories. We'd love to interview people about epic love stories. Absolutely. Um, hit us up on Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, for a while, um, we're on Patreon. Obviously, we have a couple of different p- tiers. One of them is represent your country for a dollar. That's not too bad. <laughs> um, but for um, you know, the next little while, we'd like to take any money that is donated to us and um, send it to Australia because they are having uh, quite a time right now. And we want to do whatever we can to help the people and the animals there because they are really suffering. Um, so if you want to help them out, we'll pass any money along. Um, but 
Let us know what you're thinking. We love to hear from our listeners, uh, especially on Twitter. And uh, I guess we'll, well, hey, you've got one more with me. I know I have one more. Rue the, Rue Rue the, the day. day with Brooke Burns. Yeah, and favorites. then I'm tagging Emily back in. Yeah, and you're out. <laughs> I am out. You're out. I get to go back to watching the movies without notes. <laughs> okay, so listen, um, thanks for listening. Hi, Cabin Puppy. Um, let us know what you think. Yeah, our Cabin Puppy is here. Hi, Cabin Puppy. Let us know what you think. Um, We'd love to hear from you. And listen, take care of each other. Be nice to each other. And just do whatever you can to spread a little bit of love and kindness every day. So uh, take care until next time. Humankind be both. Humankind be both. Take care.